Welcome back, back, back. Welcome to Generation Truth Pod Season 3. Strap in for this episode if you haven't already, as we'll be giving you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Hi, my name's Timmy. Hi, I'm Joanne. Hi, I'm David. And welcome, guys, to the question of the month episode, the last episode of the season. Yay! um, Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Deborah. Deborah, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Deborah. I'm so, so, so happy to be here. I'm a big fan of this podcast. (laughs) From day one, I've been tuning in. Oh, Oh. Oh. (laughs) so sweet. Bless We're very yeah. happy to have you here um, helping us answer the questions. So let's just get right into it. Mm. So the first question, as a Christian, are there certain film genres I can't watch, like horror films with satanic themes? I'll repeat that. So are there um, certain film genres that I can't watch, like horror films with satanic themes? Would you guys does, it actually say, does it actually say can't? That's the question. So yeah, it says can't, cannot. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Ah, relax. <laughs> David, don't you? Okay. This question got me a bit heated, you know? All right. Yeah. What, I'm, what I'm just going to say from like personal experience here. So I used to watch this um, series, um, Sabrina, the, the, not the Teenage Witch, or this one, something Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> the wow. Adventures of Sabrina, the <laughs> it's Teenage so Witch. Bad. It's so bad. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. I was watching it when I was in the book. No, I'm okay. Anyway, so I watched season one, yeah. And then when I rededicated my life, when I tried to watch season two, like every, I was just, it was, I was sensitive, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like I could just, I noticed things more clearly that I didn't see prior to the rededication. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, just being sensitive in the spirit, it just felt like more than a TV show. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah, um, I mean, guarding your heart, you know, I guess in- includes like you know the our eyes are the windows to the soul, so to speak. So um, it means guarding your eyes and the things you hear and things you watch and all of that. So I I, I really subscribe to um, being careful with horror movies, As, and just in general, horror the horror genre is not there for like jokey jokey. It's not that I don't know. But yeah, that's my take. Um, I would say that, like, obviously you can watch anything. So, <gasps> you know, you, it's not that like you cannot watch certain mm-hmm. things. Oh, see, that was the key thing in that question. That's, that was the that's, key, that's the key that you know. Um, but like Timmy said, it's all about um, guarding your heart, guarding what you consume, your mm-hmm. mind, because your mind is the most powerful thing. And mm-hmm. if it is not guarded... You're in danger, you're doomed. Do you understand? Mm. Doomed. Mm. So, um, (laughs) you know, no, so so you need to be very intentional. You can, Mm. I used to watch horror movies, I don't watch that anymore just because of the impact that it had on me. I just became watching it a lot, and it's just unnecessary. It made me think differently Mm. to a certain extent, but yeah, that's what I would say. Anyone else back in the day? Yeah, I I liked it. Like I love watching like vampire stuff. Oh, um, well, vampires have been. Some, pitch, is that really pitch, horror? They've been pitch No, that's not horror, but horrible. fantasy. Wait, did yeah. you Wait, go ahead, finish, finish. <laughs> that's it's, no, that's not horror. I actually used to watch horror, but I'm saying it stem. It started from just vampire stuff, mm-hmm. and then to more dark 
dark stuff oh, and it's like oh, why am i why am i consuming that yeah. why am i you know yeah mm-hmm. i get you even me like i speak about this a lot but i used to be super obsessed with web comics and mm. the thing is a lot of these because let's say i read a lot of korean and japanese ones so quite a few of them would critique religion and stuff like that in them and there's a specific one i was reading recently i think it's called hellbound or something and it's basically like a play on christianity mm. um and it got to a point where when i was reading it i no longer felt that conviction and i was mm-hmm. like nah something is wrong here mm-hmm. so i feel like it's more about discernment because before when i would read things like that i would feel convicted especially like the really like the sabrina ones. i used to watch them the yeah, yeah they would say stuff like praise like satan that. and stuff like that and i would just be sitting there not feeling you know so i feel like once you start growing in your relationship with god the holy spirit will prompt you and i got yeah. prompted out of that stuff some people might not get prompted out so like it's like just going back to it just because just very shortly just to address the question of can't you know at the end of the day scripture tells us the apostle paul said you know all things are lawful unto me but all things are for my gain and when Mm. you look at the bible you know the when we get instructions other than the uh ten commandments i feel like when god spoke it was a matter of covenants and you know um explicit instructions for certain men and women or the people of god in certain moments that he said do not do that but other than that most things have been you know guidance in terms of you know um um what's it called just more of guidance that we should you know we advise you not to do this or unless you want to do this or unless you want to it was more of showing us the consequences rather of making certain decisions rather than explicitly being like don't do this especially with the way the world has evolved yeah these things were not there back in the day in terms of series or this or that but you know like they said you know it's just that that relationship with your god with our god with you know the the, yahweh yahweh that relationship with him as it grows in you you will find yourself you know more should i say um intentional yeah about avoiding them or you find you are less interested in you know consuming them Mm. for example uh, you know i've i've been with people who are should i say not not having the best relationship you know with with their parents quote unquote and there's a way they speak about them that you know when you're younger like you just feel like you don't want to intrude or nothing like that Mm -hmm. but as you grow older you know you develop a relationship with your parents you know and you come to appreciate their points of view in some things if you still see people you know speaking ill about parents or just you know parenthood and having an otherwise negative view on that you you, you, you'd see yourself avoiding those conversations or you know trying to pick up a push push it in a more positive direction anyway yeah that's just a light example okay so guys we're just gonna skip on to the next one just because we have a few but i hope that question i mean i hope that we have answered that question so um the next one is what constitutes sexual immorality can i still kiss and get touchy or must i follow a strict way so what (laughs) constitutes sexual immorality can i still kiss and get touchy or must i follow a strict way (laughs) what do you guys think um I would just say a big one is the Holy Spirit because if you go and look at people, some people are saying, don't even kiss your partner. Some people are out here saying, 
yeah, as long as you don't sleep with them. But it's more so, what is this act leading to? What is the motivation behind this? Like, am I kissing you? And are we both aware of our boundaries? You know? And I feel like the awareness, you spoke about in the situationships one, do we both have the same view of this relationship? So I think it's very important that you both know the boundaries and you both have the Holy Spirit who will convict you if you're overstepping. Mm, right, right. I don't know what to say about that, you know. Um, not. I agree with Hello? Deborah. I can hear oh. you. Sorry. <laughs> cut this little bit out because there's an echo. Um, can I still kiss and get touchy or must I follow it a strict way? Um, I think you should obviously be disciplined. But I think all of this um, is based on your intentions and the timing. Um, that's all I have to say there. What constitutes sexual immorality? Well, you know, as we've seen it there, like, if you want scripture, scripture will tell you what it is as well. Yeah. Um, any sin against your body is a sin against God. Mm. And, mm-hmm. you know, that is the... So is that you saying, yes, don't kiss, don't school times? Because they're asking what constitutes. I mean, should we have to answer that first or before we now go to the specific questions they asked? Mm. I think the specific <laughs> one they asked is, can I still kiss and get touchy or must I follow a strict way? First off, if you're getting touchy, you're already on the road to to the to the main. Mm. Does that mm. make sense? Like the body, the as people say, but you know, be firewood. So if you if you essentially, for the lack of a better term, play with it in that regard, like letting it get touched and stuff, it's going to yearn for more. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Likewise, with kissing, you know, there are types of kiss. There are different ranges of kissing. So kissing is too vague. It's too big an umbrella to just say, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, There are different types of kiss. You can peck your parents. You can peck someone that you say you have a crush on, like, in terms of, like, on the cheek or, I don't know, just any way that isn't going to drag it out. But there's another type of kissing that will for sure lead to a yearning. And that yearning is lost. That that would that would feel the jigo. I mean, I mean, altogether, what the advice would be is you know, kind of run away from any touchy feely, kissy anything. But if we're being, um, if we want to zone into it or zoom into it a bit more, it will be that <clears throat> under the scope of these um, kissing, you have to clarify: Are you kissing them on the cheek, or I don't get? And when you say touchy, like obviously, I know what you mean, but clarify that you don't mean like just holding hands or whatever and obviously if you mean anything outside of those kind of um neutral spots because that's how i see it neutral spots then you're already on the road to um lost and then you know fornication Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah david anything you want to add no no because of because of time as well okay so this one is a little sort of similar um it says that i'm very sensitive sometimes and i've been teased about it is being what? sensitive against christian life is it a ah. sin to be sensitive why does it basic why does everyone hate me being sensitive that's what the person asked obviously there's not enough context and mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. what to be sensitive about yeah 
um, but if it's to do with things like, like, or the, just like emotion, yeah, 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 yeah. But basically, the question is: Is it against Christian life? To be sensitive. Um, no, no, no. I feel like we are, as Christians, we we ought to be, you know, conscious more often than not, so so as not to, you know, fall to any devices of the enemy, because we fight a, a, an enemy in the form of the flesh that is constantly looking for ways to make us move in gray areas. So we need to be sensitive so that, you know, we don't fall into that gray area. Just being careful with our words. I don't think the person means sensitive in the spirit. Otherwise, it would have been highlighted as that because the person said... um, Against Christian life. Yeah, but when they say Christian life, that means because of using that word, I feel like we can afford to put... No, because you're speaking from... No, they said, is it... Please read it again, John. Okay, I'll read it. So I'm very sensitive sometimes and I've been teased about it almost okay. all my life. Stop, stop, stop there. I'm very sensitive sometimes and I've been teased about it almost all my life. They're definitely not talking about I'm spiritually sensitive and I've been teased. No, no, no. They're talking, I think they're talking about... Things roll into emotions. things. No, David, they're definitely talking about emotions. Oh, absolutely, but things roll into things. Why? If you had to let me finish. You mm. see where somebody was going. I have finished. So like... You know, when I say gray areas, I mean like because definitely, like you said, somebody can now mistake just see emotions are emotions and leave it there and not mm-hmm. consider how you know a spiritual factor can help um, make that better or mm. can help address that you know more directly. Mm-hmm. You know, things like the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Those are actions that are physical, but you won't just say no because it's fruit of the spirit is spiritual. Mm. Or am I not making so no, the way I would making... what I would say about this question is I don't think first of all, I don't think it's a sin to be sensitive. Um, if we're speaking emotion-wise. Um, I don't remember which episode it was, but remember when we were talking about like insecurities and like um there was like uh, an opinion about like praying to God to reveal you know what you're supposed to do with this part of you that you're not liking, or mm. like just venting how you feel about it i feel like god puts that um that opinion i i i um what's the word (laughs) i basically subscribe to it where you know sensitivity can be used in different ways what if you're supposed to be like a really good poet like that's supposed to put out christian spoken word or something or like being in touch with your emotions also means or like super sensitive because if we say it in how you know it's when you're sensitive in the spirit people are always like wow you know um it's a good thing spiritually so surely in you know in physical living it's not a bad thing either what could be happening is it's robbing people the wrong way because sometimes people project how they expect you to behave on you so when you don't match that projection it's kind of like a clash it's and then that's where you, they, you start hearing things like oh you're too sensitive or maybe the way you're expressing how um you are receiving these things because of your sensitivity is what is clashing with people but either way the sensitivity itself is not the issue yeah i just want to um add sam one three nine versus 14 mm. says thank you for making me so wonderfully complex mm. so you know god made you what like if it's 
if you're complex to other people that's just how it is that's who you are it's not it's not bad at all obviously if you are sensitive and it and it, it starts affecting certain things you just need to like pause before you react basically and that's but that's a advice for everybody you should mm. be is it you should be responsive not reactive is that the saying yes sir mm. yeah so Let's move on to the next question. Oh, Debbie hasn't said nothing. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I agree. With but I want the, I want Deborah to answer this one. Um, oh, okay. This was from South Africa. Ooh. And it basically says, um, good morning, love from South Africa. I want to talk about why people do this thing of forcing you to talk about tough things. And then when you talk about it, you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. So why do people what? force you to talk about tough things and then when you do you become a bad person or like when if you someone directly i had an experience like this oh no it's deborah yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) um you know what's so cool anybody who knows me well knows i think i was talking to david about this how i'm really big on talking about topics that are somewhat taboo yes because what happened to me was there were certain things that I never heard anyone talk about and I ended up feeling like an outsider and it's only now that I realized we all go spirit but we don't talk about it Mm. so I think I gave the analogy one time of being asked do I love God and I said no because at the time in my mind I thought okay I don't feel much towards God it's just the go to church and go home thing but I was Mm. made by the people around me to feel like a outsider so Mm. Um, I feel like when people force you to talk about things, it could come from a place of, I want to know you more, be open. But it could also Mm. come from a place of judgment, let's be real. But Mm. I think the most important thing about it is to remember that you are not defined by your somewhat mistakes or what other people perceive as mistakes. And Mm. it's okay for you to own your story the way you want to own it. But Mm -hmm. one big thing I'm big on is don't go and share something to somebody who you're not comfortable with, especially if you know you can't deal with the consequences that come from opening up. Opening up is important. And if you feel led by the spirit to open up to someone, even if you feel discomfort, do it. But if you don't feel that connection and you know this person doesn't have good intentions, don't waste your time because you'll Mm -hmm. hate it. Yeah. Mm. Very good. I but, think things like yeah. the things like their intentions and mm. the you know consequences are not things that you know will be proven to you know even mm. up to the moment. In the beginning, yeah. Not everyone is. Yeah, like you know, for example, I was okay. This might be a touchy one, so I'm not going to say. Ah. Nobody should. Force <laughs> me to You're perpetuating the question now. And nobody should force me to say it. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the end of the question, though, I re- it says something. The, the end of the question it. is, um, mm. when I do talk about it, I become a bad person. Exactly. So, like, what? Yeah. Oh wow, that that question. So how to deal with that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But like Jebora said, yeah, always asking God. We make sure Jibora? you only speak Deborah. <laughs> always, being, <laughs> always talking with God. We'll let you do. We'll let you know when to speak. Um, because we can't know the heart of man. Not only to. God knows. Yeah. yeah yes okay um next question guys do i have to disclose my romantic history before marriage i'm ashamed of it uh-uh wait why would you i'm sorry i'm sorry do i have to disclose my romantic history before marriage but disclose to who to exactly i'm guessing to the partner okay because the person is ashamed of it 
I mean, take that to the grave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I feel like it depends. There are certain things. And there was this example. It I don't want to put it past to me. Yeah, it does like depend. Depends? So, like, there's there was this example I heard of in the church setting um, where it was asked, like, if someone had an abortion before they, they got married, um, it's not like it affected their womb or anything. It didn't. It didn't. There were no consequences um, of it. There were no consequences. Other so, than the loss of life. Other than the loss of life, mm-hmm. and you know, them having supposedly moved on from that, do they still have to disclose that to their partner? And it was said that no, there's certain. It's not all information that needs to be divulged. If anything, sometimes as human beings, we're overdoing it, and mm-hmm. it's almost like we're trying to fight like it's like self-sabotage where like you're trying to make them find a problem with you so that you could be like you see um you can't accept me for who i am entirely if that makes sense like sometimes that's you probably still part of you still feeling guilt for it as well. still feeling yes so like so those kind of those kind of things yes absolutely tell them if um the dynamic calls for that or if like i don't know because everyone's relationship is different so this isn't a thing that can be like a blanket type of advice i don't know the thing about marriage yeah is that as a man and woman together you guys need to be able to be naked and unashamed obviously that is subject to the dynamic or the context but i feel like when two of you are on the same page even if you are disagreeing about something that one person needs to have your back in all in all things that come up in life. At the end of the day, if you're past, you're ashamed of it because of things you've done by yourself with yourself, mm. and all that is on you. That is why I'm saying you don't have to. I, I'm not mean when I say all that is on you in terms of whether the secret comes out or not. You can mm-hmm. afford to keep that onto yourself. But if other people are involved in your romantic past, and that is what is causing the bits of shame, then mm. you know the thing is. You can control your own narrative, but you don't know what other people who are part of that, how they are feeling or how they are coping with it. And if they want to come and spoil or bring it up later in your life, by the grace of God, you've you've repented, but you don't know what they are doing with their lives. And if that comes back in an ugly way and your significant other who has promised to spend the rest of their life with you Mm. now faced with having to deal with that, it's not just your problem anymore. It's now their problem as well, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. I'm only saying that in reference to you know, in light of someone saying it's, it might be a thing of shame. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's purely the only reason why I would say it. If it's, you know, if it's just you and yourself, things you did when nobody else was involved, then, you know, you can afford to manage it your way. But if others are involved in the in the matter, then you will mm-hmm. them. Fizz. Because once you become married, what's a problem for you is a problem for both of you. That's mm-hmm. very true. That's that's a key thing. Okay, so we'll move on to the next question. Um, this one says that I've been told I use people, but mm. I don't see it. How do I stop? Use people to do what? They oh, use people, people, like manipulate people, manipulate people oh, but okay. they don't see it. So how does that person stop when they can't see what they're doing? Mm. Oh. Um, I think it depends like who's telling you this number one mm-hmm. like where's mm-hmm. this information coming from because mm-hmm. maybe it's just their perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. but if it's a thing where loads of like maybe your close um circle is telling you that you do manipulate others mm. 
I would pray um, that God lets me see me for me. Mm. That way the Holy Spirit will show me like myself to myself and then I will be, he will lead me on how I should deal with it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know any practical ways. I think that's, that's, that's practical as you can get because, I mean, if you don't see it, but I guess like to even, to even um, what's it called? Try and reflect on it and say like, how do I stop? At least you're trying to look for help. Yeah. So that means to some extent you you do reflect and you do like reflect on the consequences of your actions. So this is not to say that ah, that means you're not a manipulator or whatever, but like it means like you're on the right path towards um rectifying it if it is true. But kind of like what Joanne said, um, the source of a thing matters. Um, but if it's a lot of people, it's it's rare for so many people to come together and say, let's lie to her. It's not impossible, mm-hmm. but it's rare mm-hmm. to come and say, let's lie to her and um, just make her feel like she uses people, especially with something like that. Let's tell her she uses people or he uses people. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Things, things with manipulation yeah, and just self-reflection, it, the Holy Spirit helps us. Um, it's like a mirror. Like you, you yeah. have to look at those parts of you that, god is trying to straighten out like like that wants to iron out of your life or and stuff like that but yeah that's my take anyway i agree anyone else no i agree man just ask god to reveal you to you so that, mm-hmm. you know, as a prayer i've heard one of my, my friends here colleagues here say um, and it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very serious prayer as yeah. well. Don't, don't say it if you're not ready because <laughs> you <laughs> might never like stuff. yourself again. No. Like, but um, yeah, I think we have time for just one more quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our last question of the season is hey, at what... Okay. Get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, sorry, sorry. At what age... Do I have to start tithing? Do I tithe on income or gifts as well? That is a serious question. Serious question. Gifts? Yeah. <laughs> At what age do I start tithing? You know what? But in the Bible, you didn't say gifts. I don't understand. That... <laughs> I feel like something like tithing is like, yeah. because it is a... Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I think... From this question, I'm going, this might be a very bad assumption, but I'm going to assume the person is young yeah, because yeah. they said I tithe on income or gifts as well. So maybe they don't have a stable income. Stable income. Mm. So, you know, what? and I, at the same time, I feel like this should be a topic. <clears throat> what tithing? Oh, yeah, we actually haven't done tithing, we giving, have not tithing, done tithing, giving and, you know, all around like financial in terms of what we give financially. I, I think mm. it's something that as young people as well, we should be able to have a conversation about. Mm. Um, so, so are we just, there's no answer to like in the bible it, it, it makes it clear that it's from your earnings because you did not get this on your own the job um mm. god has the one god is the one that has provided like somewhere for you to get your daily bread from mm. um so the 10 percent is literally the least we could do mm. um in that regard so i don't think you should be tithing on gifts and gifts is relative like mm-hmm. it depends on are you getting that gift monthly 
<laughs> then <laughs> then yeah. it's not really a gift it becomes routine and therefore you can take 10% out and this part is completely up to you since it's not actually a wage yeah. so it's wages that you're being paid at work that you take the 10% and um essentially give to god um just to add to that because question said at what age um mm. there's no specific age no. i think you should tithe when you understand what you're doing i I'm somebody I won't do something that I don't understand um, because sometimes you end up not doing it the right way. <laughs> so mm-hmm. tithe when you understand what tithing is. Yeah. Um, on gifts as well, when you understand what tithing is, you can tithe on gifts. But again, yeah. it's a thing it's of relative. Yeah. yeah. The reason why um, I wanted to say is like I wanted to first compare it to fasting. Like somebody can ask when should I start fasting or something like that. Yeah. And the thing about fasting is like it's more of a um so advice in terms of how good it is for you spiritually, what it helps you avoid and stuff, but it's not a direct instruction mm. like tithing or holy communion. Someone can also ask about holy communion. So like, yeah. just like what Joanne said, mm. it might be a thing about with understanding you'll know how and when. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And prayer. <laughs> and prayer. So yeah. that's that's all the questions for today's episode, guys. Um, and that's the last episode of the season. Done. Just right. want to say a big thank you to Deborah for being our guest. Thank you, um, Deborah. Hi. Thank you for having me, guys. That's okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, on that <laughs> note, we're going to conclude this final episode yeah. and we just want to thank everyone all our listeners as well for just yeah. like us through this season we see mm-hmm. your love um i'm kind of shocked about comments from south africa so that's really sweet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah we just want to say thank you and on that note end this episode bye, bye. bye guys see you next season Thank you for listening to our Questions of the Month episode, the last episode of season three. If you've enjoyed this season, please let us know in our comment section on Instagram or engage with the polls and questions on Spotify. So for this holiday period, we will be releasing short recordings of mini discussions with half the crew. We look forward to returning next year with season four, bigger and better than ever. And on that note, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year in advance. Bye. Bye.